Hi everyone and welcome to 21 Questions, the podcast where we tackle 21 big questions about life, faith and Christianity in about 20 minutes. My name is Rich Jones, I'm a pastor at Living Rock Church and this is my good friend and colleague Mike Shooter. I am. And uh, this is episode number 15. Uh, so we are nearing, we're rounding the bend to the last few of our 21 Questions Series 1. So the whole series is available on our YouTube channel, Living Rock Church, or you can head to any major podcasting platform and you will find all of our podcasts there. Or you can just go to the link in the description below and you'll find everything you could ever need down there. So this week yes. it's episode 15 and we are going to be talking about what happens after we die. So there's lots of different opinions. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> we should start by saying that. There's a whole load of different thoughts. Um, I mean, if if we held, you know, what would be the like an atheist view, this would be a very short podcast because it would be <laughs> nothing. Game over. And that's it. We're done. Um, but there are lots of different thoughts, lots of different opinions. And interestingly, I, I, I think that this is a really critical ch- uh, topic for the church. Uh, it's a really critical topic for us to be talking about because during COVID and everything that's gone on in the past few years, um, I saw a, a, a poll um, a, recently about what the world kind of, what everybody thinks mm. the church should be doing to help the recovery of COVID. Okay. What have we got to say in this environment mm-hmm. with everything going on? And the the number one thing that people were um, saying that the church should be doing is is talking about bereavement, be talking about death, okay. um, and and involving um, themselves in that aspect of life because there have been a huge number of people that have passed away, mm. um, and actually it's something that we have something to say on, and um, it's it's uh, it's central to the Christian message is mm. what happens when we die, yeah, because. Um, what happens here and now is such a short amount of time in comparison to what we believe is eternity. So we'll we'll cover that. But can we start off probably best by starting off and just talking about some of the different views that yeah. might be out there? So, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know you mentioned the the atheist view, which is essentially and would be described in, in some ways as annihilation, I okay. suppose loosely, because it just basically means you when you die, that's it, and mm-hmm. you what you know and what your body's made of goes back into the ground and carries on you know circle of life and all that um but there's also an, an nihilist views um or nihilize annihilation views annihilation i don't know i don't know um <laughs> views about you just end okay um, <laughs> in some of the religions as well so um but it kind of applies to different people so like seventh day adventists would say that somebody who doesn't have a relationship with god through faith in jesus christ when they die they just don't wake up again so they they, yeah. they stay dead whereas those who our believers and do have a faith will sleep mm-hmm. um, and then be brought back to life when Jesus returns and resurrected. Okay. And there's there's other views. Je- Jehovah's Witnesses would have a similar kind of view on on that. Other different reasons why people would be revived um, later on. So you've got that annihilation, which is just that an- annihilism where everything just ends for yeah. some or everyone. Yeah. Uh, then you've kind of got the whole reincarnation stuff. So Hinduism, Buddhism would sort of say your intentional acts will determine where you go after you die um, based on your karma, good karma, bad karma. Yeah, the yin-yang. Um, yeah, and there's sort of six realms you kind of head to mm-hmm. from God to being a hell being and yeah. everything in between. Okay, so, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Demigod, human, animal, uh, ghost, and then a hell being. So, so they would talk about a temporal pos- position of that and you can sort of begin to get yourself through the realms depending on how you behave. Okay, and then when we talk about a, a Christian perspective on those things, there would even be some different opinions in that, especially, I suppose, between Catholics and Protestants would differ quite a lot. So yeah. 
Catholics would opt more towards a view of purgatory. That's right. Yeah, so the Roman Catholic means? view would be that you you go through a purging um, okay. after you after death. So in that period of time, um, the sin, the un, the unclean element of, of your life, the things that you needed, that you had problems with, whether it's around greed or um, lust or you know any of those things, you kind of purged of that before you're allowed entrance into heaven. Because if if God's in heaven and heaven is completely holy, then there needs to be a purification and a purging of those things yeah. in this kind of um, it's not limbo, but in the, in this 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 kind of realm again, where that where that is kind of God works that stuff out of you, um, and it's a place of testing, it's a place of of fire, but it's stuff being burnt away from you to to allow you to enter into heaven, mm-hmm. and also it means that relatives of those who've died can be prayed for arms can be given for their benefit and all that sort of stuff so so it kind of ties into those who are still alive as well being able to kind of like speed the process up and help them out right i mean it's not I mean, it's not something I see in scripture particularly. I no, suppose. and and um, but I mean that that would feature as well in lots of other uh, religions. You know, not just mm. in in Catholicism and and that take. But yeah, okay. So, what would the traditional Christian view of then what happens after you die be? Yeah. So the predominant Protestant view is that there's a heaven and a hell. Yeah. And um, after you die, you actually enter firstly into an, what's called an intermediate state. So that for every person, it, it, the, the, the timeline of, of history, if you like, is that we are in between Jesus' first coming, his, yeah. his birth, um, and his death and his resurrection, and his second coming, when he returns to restore everything and there's a final judgment. So we, we Christians, we believe we're in this middle, middle section. Yeah. And after the judgment, there's this... Um, new heavens, new earth, new creation. Everything's restored. Sin is dealt with. The Every Satan is dealt away, with. Yeah, know, and those who have a relationship with God go to heaven, yeah. and those who don't are sent to the lake of fire to, okay. to this final judgment. And in between, there's got this intermediate time. So, for a lot of Protestant views, would be that um, if you if if you die today as a non-believer, as a non-Christian, you go to a place called Hades, and if you die as a as a believer, you go to uh, paradise. Okay, so and these are kind of like um, kind of holding places. You're aware, you're conscious, you have a memory, you know who you are, and you also have an awareness of where you are and why you're there. And in that time, you, based on your relationship with God through faith in Jesus, determines where, where you end up. So, um, so that intermediate state, and then the final judgment comes, and God then um, brings it an ultimate judgment, and those who believing in in him in jesus have a relationship with him yeah spend eternity in heaven mm-hmm. and then in the new heavens the new earth and those who don't believe in god and have a relationship with god are thrown into the lake of fire this place called gehenna which is this place of eternal punishment and torment um and and that's basically the biblical description that that most protestants would probably um yeah hold that's to. been the traditional view it's like very much a traditional years. view yeah so when when we talk about those things, obviously they're not they're not nice things to talk no. about, um, and I think they're contentious because um, it's, it's a strange one. I think as a, as a people, we have a very clear view that we believe in justice and fairness, yeah. and particularly in the West, you know, in terms of our moral standpoints, that's a lot of like where where they're at is fairness and rightness are like up there as things that we really value, yeah. as things that we strive for, and so. So on the one hand, we're saying, well, actually, there should be some punishment yes. for the, for those people who mm-hmm. um, deserve hell, or you know, what whatever view you take on 
um, punishment. Um, but Someone those does wrong and harms another person, that person deserves to be punished. Right, yeah. exactly. And then, but then on the flip side, people are like, yeah, but some people then they don't think deserve to go to hell yeah. or you know is that is by that their standard by they're their too standard, good to view. deserve it yeah and that's exactly the point isn't mm. it what you just allude to there is that's by their standard mm -hmm. and the challenge is that god has set a standard mm -hmm. which is any guilty verdict means that you are separate from christ you know we've talked about sin we've talked about you yeah. know in previous episodes about um, the impact of sin and what it does, but actually sin separates us from God. And if we're not united with him through Christ, yeah. then we we get what we deserve, mm. which is hell actually for anybody going to heaven. It's not what we deserved. Mm. Um, it's a free gift of grace. It's a free gift from God. Yeah. And so, but I think the reason then it's contentious is, is then how do we how do we balance this idea that God is love? You mm -hmm. know, the Bible says that God is God is love in yeah. 1 John and um he loves people. His, you know, the Bible also tells us that he, that God wishes that no person would perish. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anybody to end up in hell. That's mm -hmm. not his desire at all. He wants all people to come to him and repent, yeah. turn to him, so that he can offer them that forgiveness mm -hmm. and that grace. Because that's what he he loves to do. At every opportunity, you see Jesus throughout the Gospels offering mercy whenever he gets the the opportunity to, yeah. because somebody's repented. But how do we then balance that with? But he's gonna he's going to send people to hell. Mm. And it just doesn't seem Yeah. Are the two things at odds with each other? Are they are they in conflict? I think it's you know, it's a really emotive question. It's a really important question. It's um it's a difficult question. Mm -hmm. And um and I think the you know, the question that people often ask is as you've kind of alluded to, is what how how can a loving God send good people to hell, essentially, you know? Um surely he couldn't send my my nan to hell you know she was lovely and you know and people kind of grapple with that and it's mm. uh, that's not to dismiss anything it's really really a challenging question i think the flip side to the question is um how can a, a just and holy god allow anyone into heaven yeah <laughs> um and the fact that he has is actually an amazing uh truth that's the that's the hope and the the, the power of the gospel and the christian message that through jesus christ we can know as you described a relationship with god and mm -hmm. and what what cell is is um cell hell is <laughs> is separation from god it's separation from the god who actually brings all good things all goodness mm. all um aspects of love mm. and and everything that's right and just um, everything that's that that is that in the world is a result of his influence and input into the world. We just don't recognize that always. We don't always see that. And when you when when he removes that um, presence and, and input, then all of a sudden, what you're left with is a world without God's influence, and that's essentially what hell is, mm. you know, um, and separation from God. And as you described, you know, you can't you can't say that God is love and then assume that he's going to be not bothered and apathetic about injustice and about there are certain things he's got to hate. If mm -hmm. you love some things, you've got to hate some things. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're just, meh. yeah, but he's not, meh. you know, he cares and he's passionate. <laughs> and so, and so God hates sin. God hates injustice. God hates abuse. God hates, um, all of those things that, um, we also would say deserve to be punished and judged. Yeah. Um, the amazing thing is that none of us deserve, to be with God in heaven because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of his standard yep. and it is his standard that we have to measure up to. And so the question is, how does a loving, uh, how, how is a, how does a perfect God enable us to enter into his perfect kingdom yeah. <laughs> into heaven, into relationship with him? And, and that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus died, paid the penalty for our sins. We talked about this in the, the sin episode. And then he himself entered hell 
Yeah. He entered Hades, went through that for us, and then came out of that, resurrected, and enabled us to um, have a route back to heaven again, back to a relationship with God. And, and that's the amazing thing. And It is. I think it, it, just because something is hard or some, just because we don't like something doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. That's, and so that's very so if, if, if we struggle with hell and it's a hard concept and we don't like it, and I, and I don't, no. <laughs> but it doesn't make it untrue. untrue yeah. you know, and I think what the Bible says, if we believe the Bible is God's word, mm. Jesus talked about hell mm. a lot. And, you know, he wasn't scaremongering, but he's saying this is the reality. Yeah. And you get to make a choice. And, and, and I, what I would say is anybody that is in hell, in, in, at, if, if that's where they go, yeah. nobody will be saying, I can't believe you did this, God. You're so unjust. That's anybody right. that will be there will say, I deserve this. Yep. This, is, this is exactly where I should be. Yeah. Nobody's going to be shaking their fist at God. They're going to be recognizing that actually they had a chance. They had an opportunity. They didn't take it. And they deserve to be where they are. Yeah. And those who are in heaven are going to be like, we don't have any right to be here, but God, you did this for us. Jesus, you did it. And that's why worship is so kind of phenomenal in, yeah. in how it's described in the Bible. Yeah, and I think it's, it is helpful for people to understand hell in this context because it also helps people to understand why Christians are so deliberate in sharing their faith. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot of people will think, um, you know, you can have your faith and that's fine, but just don't bother me with it. Mm -hmm. And and I get that perspective, mm -hmm. but from my perspective, I do not want you to end up yeah. where, from from what Jesus talks about, if you don't have a faith in him, where you're going to go yeah, yeah. and where you're going to be. And I remember listening to... Um, it's the famous Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Okay, so yeah. one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so somebody comes up to him after his after his show, magician, uh, famous magician, and um, essentially evangelizes to him. He gives him Share, a Bible. Gives, gives him, him a Bible. Yeah. Shares the gospel. Gives him his explains number. Explains what it is. Gives him his number. Exactly. And this guy is is shocked because he realizes, you know, if this is it's, it's not that he finds faith. But he totally understands and something clicks for him in understanding. If you believe this as a Christian, why aren't you telling everyone? Yeah. If this is really what you believe, mm -hmm. then you should be telling everyone about this yeah. because it's critical. He says, if I was standing in the middle of the road and you saw a truck coming towards me at some point, if you saw that and I wasn't seeing it, you'd have to tackle me. You'd have to take me out of the, of that of harm's way. You know, yeah. Otherwise, you, you don't care. No. And that was his point. If you believe in final judgment and if you believe in a hell yep. for those who don't have a relationship with god through faith in jesus christ then you'd be uncaring if you didn't share that absolutely with me. And, and that's why we're talking about this today you know yeah. and, and jesus as i said he talks about hell a lot and he and 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 somebody asks him it's in luke 13 they said you know who will be essentially who will be in in heaven or who will enter the kingdom of god and and jesus says well it, it's not about you to decide who is or isn't. It's down to just for you to decide where you're going to be, what you believe, what you're going to do about it. Don't yeah. try and like say, well, this person is, this person isn't. Mm -hmm. That isn't our call. It's not no. my, my call, your call to say who's going to make it, who isn't. All I can be responsible for is me. Yeah. And Jesus says, so work hard at it. Make sure that you understand this is important. He said that you can enter, the only way you can enter is through a narrow door. And I believe he's saying the only way that you can get into access into heaven and, and relationship with God is through me, through yeah. faith in Jesus Christ. He describes himself as the door in, in, in the gospel of John. Mm -hmm. And that it's about a relationship with him, not just knowing about him, but getting to know him in this life and knowing that it's not about religion. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. And then as a result of that, 
you'll enter in and, and some who think they've got it all sorted won't be there and some who know that they're in trouble will be there because of this response to, to him. And so yeah. it's, a, it's just a, a, a little description that Jesus gives that's helpful for us to say this is a conscious decision mm-hmm. that we make about our relationship with him and believing that we can find um, access to God and know eternal security um, just in, not just in this life, but into eternity Definitely. Uh, by faith in Jesus Christ. And that's why we're doing this. And that's why we're talking about this subject today. Yeah. So one of the things that you just alluded to a bit earlier, which I, I thought it, it would be helpful for us to just explore a little bit more, mm. is that you, you said that um, nobody is going to be where they are, heaven or hell, um, without knowing that kind of that's the choice they've made yeah can you expand on that choice a little bit because what what choice are we making because yeah i think that's really important if we say we're making a choice what what choice are we i think make? right from the beginning of the bible story is this whole thing of that god created us with free free will yeah and ability to choose to choose to relate to him or not yeah because no loving relationship is based on uh, there's, there's no intimate loving relationship without free will yeah you, you see that straight away because god speaks to Adam and Eve and gives them choices. Yeah. He says, do this, don't do this. Our it's lives like, full of choices. And, yeah. and and that's how we live. And, and God will, uh, ju- uh, where we end up will be based on our choices. And I think that's really important to say that, you know, God doesn't send mm. people to hell. People choose to go to hell because they choose not to avail themselves of the provision God has given them to escape hell. Does that make sense? So, yeah. and I think that's, that's a really important thing to say. And, and that's why Jesus spoke about it. That's why we're talking about it. It's because we all have a choice to make. And and we said it's not about now judging who's where mm-hmm. um, and how God makes that final judgment in the end. You know, I don't have all of the, we don't have all the details. There's a mystery in there. Yeah. But what we do know is that to have a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, to to turn away from living for ourselves, to turn away from our rebellion from God and an unwillingness to want to know him and, and, and just kind of choosing to set our own course in life instead saying that's not doing me well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. need to be saved. I need someone to come and, and, and help me. I need someone to come and lead me. That's where we put our faith in Jesus to say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, yeah. your example, your life. You, you died for me. Thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me for the things I've done wrong. And now come and, and take the lead, you know, yeah. lead me. And, um, and it's that kind of, prayer that that response to what jesus has done that the bible says if you do that you're saved yeah and that salvation is a is an eternal salvation and um, you're saved from your past you're saved from your guilt you're saved from your sin and you're also saved into a relationship with god you're not just saved from hell mm. but you're also saved into heaven if you like or certainly saved into an eternal relationship with god yeah. through our faith in jesus christ that prayer is really powerful it is and so I suppose uh, th- there have been people who have been um, kind of following this podcast uh, right from the beginning and, we, you know, those who have uh, got in touch. And um, I think it's really important that as Christians, like we've already talked about, we give the opportunity to do that. And, yeah, um, you know, definitely. praying a prayer in and of itself, um, it's, it's not like a, a spell or a magic thing, but what it is, is it's a declaration. You're saying to God, actually, I'm going to take this first step. I'm going to put my mm. faith in you. I'm going to, and that's what you're echoing um, in in this prayer. And what we want to give the opportunity to do today is just, if you've been watching this podcast, if you've been um, looking into faith and exploring Christianity, and actually you've come to a point where you're saying, um, 
this is what I want to do, then we want to help you to make that first step. And yeah. There's loads of stuff online you can look at, but really simply now, I'm just going to ask Rich, if, if you would pray a really simple prayer that if somebody's listening and they're at home and they're saying, I want to make this first step, but what do I even say? Yeah. They can just repeat after you. Yeah. And um, and they, they've made that first step. They've mm-hmm. put their faith in Christ. And, um, you know, if you do that today, please get in touch with us. We'd love you to help you in your second, third and fourth <laughs> step, you know, yeah, into absolutely. following Jesus. Um, but that would be great. Yeah, and I think it's a very simple process of sorry, thank you, and please is is a very simple way to describe it. So the first thing is to say, Heavenly Father, I'm I'm sorry. Please forgive me for the things that I've done wrong, for mm. for living my own way and for living in a way that's not been pleasing to you. Um, please forgive me for my my sin, and then. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you paid the price for my sin and my wrongs. Thank you that you didn't just die, but actually you rose again and you resurrected and you're alive and you're living. And now please come and take the reins of my life. Take control. Be be my Lord. Be my boss um, and lead me. And that that the heart of that prayer of those three steps of, of recognizing our sin asking for forgiveness, giving thanks for what he's done, and then asking him to to be Lord, to take take over, leads us into a relationship with God. And just want to encourage you that you can make that prayer, you can say that prayer. And then it's really important if you've done that, that you need to let somebody know, particularly a Christian, mm. um, as Mike alluded to, someone who can help you then walk this out and mm. um, and discover the life that you can experience and enjoy as, as a Christian. You know, it's like that's getting through the door into a, a whole new world, but you need people to help you explore that world, yeah. lead you around that world to see what else is there. And there's steps of baptism, steps of being part of a church that will really help you um, come into all that God's got for you. So absolutely. Yeah. We, we really hope that today has been helpful for you. Definitely. Um, you know, for hopefully more than just information and finding out what uh, Christians believe. But um, like I say, if you want to get in touch with us, please head to the links in the description below and you'll be able to uh, get, get in touch with us. And if there's anything that we can do to help you, support you in that journey, you know, of faith and finding Jesus, we'd love to do that. Yeah. So we hope you've enjoyed today and we'll see you next time. Thank you.